This week on Access Louisville, we're going to talk about a huge change coming to Churchill Downs, a $300 million project. Then we're going to talk about restaurants with food code violations. It's all we're talking about. Stick around. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Brooke Timmons. Hi, hi. Jason Thomas. Glad to be here. And Marty Finley. How's it going? Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on the city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. Guys, a big story on our website this week was a story about a new dual-branded hotel coming to Main Street. Hotel The Still, which is a very upscale joint, and Moxie, which is a much more relaxed atmosphere. Anyway, what I wanted to ask you guys is for you to tell me about a hotel in Louisville that you've stayed at and what you thought of it. And I guess the more modern, the better, so we can kind of like give little hotel reviews here. That's kind of what I'm going for. But uh, if you don't have one, that's fine. And um, let's see. I'm going to start with Brooke. Okay, so I've stayed at several hotels downtown just for various events and stuff like that um, that I've gone to. And I think my favorite is the Sealback. Um, the rooms are kind of small, but yeah. they're super charming. And, um, I mean, there's always a chance that one's going to be haunted. So there's that. Yeah. Um, that's a, <laughs> a good selling point. Here <laughs> the dead ghost. into that. Yeah. Oh, and it was the, um, it was in the great Gatsby. It's where, um, Daisy got married. So, sure. um, just super exciting. Lots I like of, the seal back. Yeah. Lots of history. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I've stayed at a lot of downtown hotels too, but not the seal back. So, uh, no. Jason, uh, how about I've you? I've had a, a drink at the, the bar down there, the, the bourbon there, bar. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Downstairs yeah. in the <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I don't really have any experience with any of the modern, chic, new hotels in, in Louisville, but uh, kind of going with Brooke, I, I have stayed at the Galt House, the old Granddaddy Hotel here downtown, and you know we went to a uh, a, a wedding uh, up in the uh, this outdoors, up on one of the top floors there. Had a great time. Figured just let's make a quick staycation out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was kind of leery because i'd never stayed there and i heard bad things yeah about the but you know I, we had a great room we had an awesome view and i just yeah. kind of sat there and just yeah. looked at outside so i really enjoyed uh, my I've stay enjoyed there times uh, i've enjoyed a couple yeah. stays at the gold house too so mm-hmm. it's not i too love bad. that bar that, that, that goes over the, the four i they have balconies mm-hmm. like that's <laughs> a pretty cool feature, so. <laughs> yeah um marty how about you so I'm not cool enough to have a downtown hotel staycation. Uh, <laughs> I think the only hotel I've ever stayed at in Louisville was Executive Inn that was torn down years ago over near uh, the fairgrounds. Yeah. Uh, we went there quite a bit to the state fair. Um, we lived three hours away, so we'd make like a long weekend or kind of a mini vacation out of it. So I'd go there to Kentucky Kingdom or, and I can't remember anything hardly about that hotel. Just remember, you know, the exterior of it and going back and forth, like I said. Hmm. I haven't, yeah. I haven't tried any of the downtown hotels. I've been in them, obviously, and had f- drinks and yeah. it's been some of the restaurants, but not stayed there. Yeah. So. I've always wanted to try 21C. Uh, try yeah, yeah I've never tried that either. I, I love try going to Proof and going to the museum. Yeah, Proof is great. I, I just God. took a trip to Arkansas, and uh, they have one in Bentonville, and I wanted mm. to check it out. I didn't have time. Um, 
just on my itinerary it was super packed but yeah i wanted to check that one out yeah i've stayed at the 21c in nashville and it was co- really cool really yeah, yeah really and nice. one thing marty you're our hotel reporter so you may not have stayed at these places but you have seen a lot of them i've toured all of them inside <laughs> <More So or less>. <laughs> <laughs> what's one that really impresses you i guess uh i do like 21c just because it's so funky and different from and they're and what i liked about them is when i went to 21c nashville it was so different from the one here yeah so uh that they really try to individualize them uh so that's one of my favorites. I do like the Omni just for its Events size and, and, and yeah. immensity. And I really like the um, the little uh, speakeasy. I think that's pretty cool with the bowling alley. So yeah, uh, I'm really excited to to check out Distill and Moxie. But I am too. But I'm also a little like, are they, are they trying too hard here? What was the it? toast? There's a toast. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's yeah. A, the it's Prohibition honorable. Toast, so it's 733. Mm. Um, that's in, in, I guess the universal time, it's 1933, which is every when, night at 733. Yeah. They so you can come there and checking. get a toast. I thought you were like 733 in the morning. <laughs> no, no, it's not. So it, it's just done. Well, you want to do on your time, time bro. I think yes. you could do that if you want. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I toured to stone Moxie. We were, I think the first ones in of the media and, um, I actually think I like Moxie better. It's got a little bit, it's kind of got this seedy thing that it's going for. And, huh. You know, there's a Miss Pac-Man arcade in the, in the lobby and mm-hmm. uh, it's just kind of got a cool vibe to it. So yeah. um, definitely like, it still was cool too, but I, I think my taste, I'd like to, I think I, a little bit more. I would agree with you on that. Also, I think the restaurant looks awesome for, I guess, Distill's restaurant. Still, mm-hmm. yeah, it's got a really cool menu. And then Zombie Taco at Moxie, it's really just like a, it's a window but they had, look like they have a really cool menu. So. Some of the best food I've ever had came from a window. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the restaurants is like open air. That that looks really cool. That was uh, uh, yeah, Bitter's End. It's yeah, actually a bourbon yeah. bar, but they do have some small plates. And I've actually said we went up there. Um, it's actually above Repeal, so you can see mm. Repeal from above. I said we should do a happy hour there at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, not that we do happy hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Responsibly. So, yes, very responsibly. <laughs> um, so that's it for, um, you know, just the light topics this week. I'll turn it over to this story about Churchill Downs that I teased earlier. Um, Marty and Jason both wrote this one. Um, the news kind of broke late. Marty was in the middle of something, so Jason ended up writing the first brush of this story, and then Marty followed up on it. Um, so either of you guys feel free as I'm asking questions to jump in on it here. But, uh, you know, it, it's a $300 million project they're going to build a hotel at uh right at the track right marty yeah it's going to be there near the first turn um mm-hmm. so you're gonna be able to watch you know races from your hotel room there'll be tracks there's going to be 92 trackside suites so yeah. you're going to be able to see the track that's amazing that's so cool. one thing that came out <laughs> yesterday uh, uh churchill down ceo bill carstangian had a he actually said i'm going to talk about our actual earnings for like five minutes and spend the rest of the time talking about all these projects we're doing mm-hmm. um but he said, you know, the 92 trackside suites, they're going to give these VIP passes out. If you have the trackside suite, you're going to get 12 passes. To bring people up, you're going to have an outdoor balcony. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have front row seat in a suite to uh, to the to Derby and other races. And, um, you know, they're really going to play this up on Derby. I, I imagine there's only 156 rooms, so you know it's going to be full mm-hmm. probably a year oh, in yeah. advance, if not years oh, in advance. Yeah. Oh, for that sure. That is going to yeah. be the Crazy. place. There's also going to be four presidential suites, which I imagine are going to be massive. Oh, Because awesome. they can, they can, uh, they're going to have 20 people that you can entertain Ooh, in these presidential suites. Mm-hmm. So imagine much bigger rooms, I imagine, than your typical hotel room in Louisville. Just so good, because they want these to be entertainment spaces, not just a place that you come and sleep. So yeah. mm. uh, that was pretty interesting. There's also going to be 60 non-trackside suites, but they'll also have passes. So um, 
It'll still this be will be a happening place on Derby yeah. Day. It'll still be awesome to be there, even in the non-track side, because you won't have to worry about getting in and out of the traffic at Church and That was a big thing. I asked. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I talked to Walk Kevin to Flannery, room. the Church of Downs president. I said, how important is that? I mean, we know, how, we know we've been in it. Traffic is just a nightmare trying to get to Churchill Downs. Uh, on Derby Day, and to be able to just basically walk out the door, or even if you don't even want to walk out the door, you just walk out in your balcony, That's crazy. and you're there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and there's going to be a number of hospitality spaces in this hotel. It's seven stories, so they're going to have a banquet, like a penthouse banquet um, seating area on the top. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a, a couple of meeting spaces in the middle and, and at the bottom, and then they're going to have a one of these historical race wagering facilities in the hotel. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be about 900 machines. So it's like Derby City Gaming. Heavy uh, in the air hotel. quotes with the historical race wagering machines. I mean, <laughs> these are slot machines. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're good. based on math. They, should, they might as well put wink, wink in the <laughs> name. <laughs> on, on, is named under, Vegas Fortune. Under, <laughs> Derby yeah, City under Kentucky State Law, there's a gray area in the law that basically this is sort of looked at as paramutual wagering. Because the math is all based on horse racing. Yeah. So... As of right now, they're legal. It, yeah, they're legal, and, and I'm not saying anyone's doing anything wrong. <laughs> the legality is being challenged, but it's just Derby City Gaming is they open. They sure and look and feel making like. a lot of money. So yeah. Um. So Jason, what did you think? I'm reading that uh, um, that news the other night. It's pretty big. Yeah, pretty big I mean, it's deal. just it's just a huge splash of news. But you know, I just can't stop thinking about the. Uh, this hotel and how it's a game changer and you know I had a conversation with with Shay Van Hoy our editor about um, not only will it change the face and the landscape of you know the facility but we also have to look at a little bit more broadly about the effect it'll have on the the, na- the neighborhood mm-hmm. you know you have this luxury hotel and you have mm-hmm. that you know the, the the neighborhood surrounding there and they've been talking a lot over the past several years about how the the track has influenced uh, you know the livability and just the culture of that area so yeah. it'll be really interesting to see what happens yeah uh, uh, it makes me hotel. wonder and that part of town i think like the real estate prices are going up there right? they mm-hmm. are that's become like a <laughs> so part of yeah, town could, right? could this really <laughs> spark a, a, a sea change and not just the track yeah. but the surrounding area and uh, for this to happen they actually had to buy a bunch of land near they did a big buying blitz about two years ago yeah. mm-hmm. where they bought up yeah. a lot of the tracks that they needed to do that parking reconfiguration last year, but then also... I think Which some is that, so great. Yeah, it is. Oh, and my then gosh. I think some of that's factored in with the hotel as well. So um, this has to be one of the biggest projects in town, right? You were still doing the math to see if it's... Yeah, so um, <laughs> as far as like standalone, there's some, there's some industrial parks and some these multi-phase... Yeah. Parks that are going to be hundreds of millions of dollars, but that's multiple buildings over yeah. several years. Over so as far as a standalone project, it's going to be done all at once. Yeah. This is probably the biggest in Louisville right now. Uh, one park was going to be the biggest there at Lexington and Grinstead. Um, you had it at like 450. Yeah. Uh, but when they downsized it now, it's more in the 250, 275 range. So, yeah. So right now you're looking at this could be among, mm. it's definitely top one or two, if not the top. I feel like I, I hate to say it's the top because I'm probably forgetting something, but <laughs> it's among the biggest in the city. Let's just yeah. say that. It's, it's safe, it's to, safe say. to say that it's yeah. one of the biggest in the city. And while we're on one park, uh, you had a quick correction on one yeah, park. Yeah, so last, last week, week we had a pretty, uh, or a couple, was it last week, a week before? Yeah. Pretty spirited discussion about one park as it got approval. I talked about a road diet plan through there with Lexington Road. I guess that was discussed at one point, but it's not going to happen. So, so no road there will diet be no there. road diet through there. Right. So um, but just we wanted to uh, make That's that news. Yeah. We digress. <laughs> so uh, yeah. let's get back to this hotel project yeah. over at Churchill. Um, 
Why did it take this long for there to be a hotel at Churchill? I mean, it seems so obvious. Um, you know, part of it, like I said, some of it is the land acquisition. Um, and then, you know, I think Churchill's been making a lot of moves to improve their kind of financial standing. And, uh, you know, they own big fish games and got a huge windfall out of that when they sold it. Uh, so they're probably just more financially positioned to do this project now. Mm-hmm. But also, like I said, they had to get that land and sort of make some moves behind the scenes to mm-hmm. kind of e- for everything to fall in. But uh, Kevin Flannery, the president of the racetrack, he said yesterday that this has been on the wish list for decades. Yeah, not, I was going to say. Not mm-hmm. five or ten years, yeah, decades mean, and decades. I was so, going to one of you two, I knew one of you two had written that in the last few days. That they, they've been wanting this for a long time. Yeah, it, well, I mean, they've been talking about it since I've been here five years, but I know it's been much longer than that. I mean, been it's been speculated it. since I started here. Yeah. Uh, so, and probably well before that. Too, yeah. So, and yeah, like I said, it just seems like it makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, when is it supposed to be completed? So it's going to be about a two year project. They're going to start later this year. Um, and it will be done by the end of 2021. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be open by May, 2021 in term for Derby, but uh, Carson said when they looked at the math and all the work that needed to be done, it just couldn't happen. Right. So two years is, I mean, for a project of this scale, that that's about right. So yeah, yeah. Well, it usually takes at least eighteen months, if not two years. I feel like all of like the this. projects that they do, they do them right. They do them they, right. They usually do them fairly quickly. This one is, and I think you said this is the most ambitious thing they've ever done there. Most of their projects are fifty million or less single projects. So yeah. this is a little bit out of the box for them, but uh, you know. And you said another fun Marty story this week. Uh, you took all their projects that they're working on and added them all up. Yeah, and Kentucky, they're doing some stuff in Illinois that I didn't consider, but um, in Kentucky and Ohio, because it's so close to Kentucky, it's the greater Cincinnati area. They have two projects there that's $200 million. They got a project near Nashville in southwestern Kentucky that's $200 million. So you add it all up, and it's over $700 because they're yeah. doing $320 million at the track. Spending $300 million for this. They're also doing the Millionaire's Row expansion and renovation. Mm. That's $11 million. And then during, they're doing an Aquan Medical Center that they announced earlier this year in, in response to some of the safety concerns uh, with uh, horses and their, and their health at the tracks around the country. That's an $8 million project. So, you know, add it all up, it's about $720 million. Yeah, I think it's interesting also to think about um, how, if they're possibly laying the groundwork for the state eventually uh, approving, you know, sports yeah, uh, gambling and you know we talked about the uh, what they call the instant racing machines, how they're based mm-hmm. on yeah, historical, historical racing, racing figures, but like they're they're slot machines. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, there's mm-hmm. no other way around it. But you know, it's interesting how much revenue uh, uh, that this has made for mm-hmm. uh, Churchill Downs and you know uh, Keeneland and uh, mm-hmm. other facilities. So it's like, do these facilities have like a, a monopoly on this money that's coming in? Because it's a, a very slim margin of it is going to uh, the mm-hmm. state coffers, and mm-hmm. none of it's going into the city. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. Really, uh, an interesting look at um, this this new phenomenon of these machines yeah, and what yeah. it means for the overall If we're gonna allow this, this, like you know, put yeah. some taxes on it, right? Well, <laughs> I, yeah, well, and one, still being debated. You know, one thing that, um, and if we got casino gambling, which still seems like a real long shot, we are in be, Kentucky. Yeah. There would be taxes, <laughs> of course, t- attached to that. Same with sports betting. But one thing Churchill Downs does is they prepare in advance for mm-hmm. whatever whatever's coming. So Derby City Gaming's done. 
Casino gambling ever is approved. They could flip that in no time into a full-blown casino. Oh, yeah. That's like a weekend Same way with project. this hotel because of the, <laughs> the uh, instant racing. Get the blackjack tables out. Flip that into a, cas- flip that into a casino yeah. hotel in no time. Yeah. They're definitely so, planning I mean, ahead, I think. Yeah. They've got the roots planted for this should it ever happen. So, While And if it doesn't, they'll still make a lot of money. So, <laughs> While we're on the subject, I'll uh, ask you guys what you think of, the, of whether, whether we should legalize casinos or sports betting. Uh, Brooke, I'll start with you on that one. I mean, I think that, you know, why, why not? Yeah. Um, that's my stance on a lot of things right now. It's <laughs> yeah. like, well, why not? Let's give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Indiana does it. Um, they just legalize sports betting over there too. Yeah. Like, yeah so. Uh, how about you, Jason? Uh, Any thoughts on that? Why not? Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. You know, having worked in Southern Indiana at the News and Tribune and the media there for, for quite a while, and actually up, up in Northwest Indiana when casinos first came online, oh, when casinos first came online, you know, up in Northwest Indiana, I've, I've seen the benefits of, uh, of how this the, a lot of the revenue can can help out mm-hmm. um, municipalities, and so I, you know, I, I lean toward yes. Um, I think it could be a, a boon for the for the state, especially when you talk about the the pension uh, uh, funding gap and so I, I'd be for it. I think. Yeah, mm. I'm a hard yes on that. I'm going to give Marty <laughs> a pass on that question. <laughs> I'll just say if because in covering sports business and looking at this issue, sports betting is much closer to reality for Kentucky mm-hmm. than casinos are. I think they're still years down the line, if ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but sports betting that you're seeing a lot of even Republicans who've been sort of staunch against gambling and. Uh, uh, casinos come out and say, well, hey, maybe the sports betting thing, we should do it. Um, you know, I don't know if it'll be approved this year. I do know the Kentucky Chamber of Commerce is going to be pushing it really hard. Yeah. I just talked to the new CEO, Ashley Watson. She said, we're we're for expanding gaming in general. But but, been, they've been pushing this for yeah, years. But we're pu- going to be pushing nothing. We're going to be pushing sports betting. You know, Indiana just got it. I know they've had casinos forever, so that's yeah. that's not going to necessarily pressure Kentucky. But um, Will it ever get legislative approval in this state though yeah casinos i don't know i think sports betting has a much right much more friendly runway yeah than uh casinos does i don't know why they actually issued i think uh, part of the legislature put out a statement like a preemptive statement like don't bring casinos to us we're not going to do it <laughs> that's fine we're not I've even going to touch it this, so this session so why are they okay? is all about bourbon but we can't be about gambling <laughs> well, you know kentucky legislators have to see that you know we're right across the river from southern indiana which has a casino and ohio, they have to, and ohio <laughs> yeah they have to see these people going over there and spending all this money and they're losing all this revenue it's, uh, no. it's just like what, a no-brainer to what, don't don't hit the table too much there. <laughs> <laughs> one, sorry one sorry my third podcast i'm getting all the rules very passionate. So. He was. He was so uh, yeah. passionate. <laughs> One more aside on the on Churchill Downs. They um, they are actually launching a sports book in Indiana. They said that yesterday too. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean makes sense, but you know they said that's going to be live pretty quickly. Yeah. So uh, they're jumping on any state that goes live. Yeah. They're they're putting together deals pretty much immediately and rolling out sports books all over the place. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like I don't understand the moral. Like morally, sports betting's okay, but morally, casinos aren't. Like, right. well, we yeah. also it's we all the also same to me, we so. also allow gambling in Kentucky through uh, horse racing. Yeah, you can bet true. your brains <laughs> out on horses. <laughs> <laughs> bet your brains out. That should be the uh, really the chamber's slogan. <laughs> <laughs> bet your brains out. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, I spent a little too much time on that topic. I think, but we'll move on uh, to our next one, uh, which is a. Uh, a, a regular feature we do on businessfirst.com, no, excuse me, louisvillebusinessfirst.com, um, is uh, looking at restaurants with food code violations. 
Um, and uh, we, c- we come out every quarter and say, here's the restaurants that had critical food code violations. So I wrote that story this week, and um, and the story's posted on our website. You can kind of see if your favorite restaurants had any uh, – you know, uh, food code violations that you might find disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) How do you collect these, David? Um, So basically, it's a matter of just asking the city for the data because the, uh, I can't remember the name of the city department. Uh, I guess it would be the health department. Yeah. Um, But it probably has a a longer name than that. Um, They they do these inspections regularly as part of their job. And... uh, (laughs) uh, they, uh, you know, we, we kind of have them send it over quarterly, and I go through them. Um, this, their list includes a lot of places that I take off. So, like, it has, like, nursing homes in there and stuff. And I'm like, well, nobody's going to, like, let's go out to dinner at a nursing home. So <laughs> I'll take stuff like that off and just keep it to restaurants. Tapioca basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, insects in the tapioca. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so... Um, uh, so yeah, it's it's easy enough to kind of just go through the, these uh, these things with the city. So, so speaking of insects and the tapioca pudding, <laughs> what are some of the most common violations? So the most common ones, um, they're not as bad as you would think. It's stuff like an employee has a drink and they're not in the designated break area. They might have it sitting next to you know where they're cooking or something. So that doesn't like really gross me out as a consumer or anything. But uh, it's, it is considered a critical violation for that sort of thing to happen. Um, so some of the common ones are stuff like that. Um, insects are pretty common. Food not being held at the right temperature is pretty common, which that I can see why is a that critical is a violation. Cr- pretty so, critical Some in things my book. need to be heated to a certain <laughs> level or cooled to a certain <laughs> level. Uh, and a lot of times, uh, if you read through the story we got posted, you know, there, it'll be stuff like, Sour cream, 65 degrees or something, (laughs) you know, and it's just like, that shouldn't be. Um, So, uh, you know, those kind of things are considered critical violations. And um, the way it works, and a lot of people ask me about this, um, that each restaurant, you'll see a letter grade as you're walking into them. You'll see an A or or sometimes, basically everybody usually fixes it really quick, so there's you'll always see the A. You seldom see a B or a C. Um, but um, if you get a critical violation, that's an automatic C. Mm. So if you have insects, that's a critical violation. That's an automatic C. So even if you're an A, you know, your score is a 98, it's a C. <laughs> so yeah. so huh. just remember C for critical. Um, and uh, so that's what gets a lot of these places on there. Um, I think a lot of them really make it a point to clean up quick because they don't want to well because they come back sooner yeah to have a seat they yeah to check things out and they do follow up inspections and i imagine 99 percent of the time these things are fixed very quickly but um but you know uh, critical violations uh, we you know we like watching uh just kind of to see who's getting <laughs> who, yeah. who are uh, like getting no those. i love that place <laughs> i know it's always like some place you love how much uh, of these le- uh, impact do these letter grades have on restaurants? Do you guys think? Like, I don't when know. you're making a decision to go out to eat, I, if yeah. you see a C, you're like, oh god. I think if I saw a C, I would turn around and walk yeah. away, and yeah. I would go somewhere else. Yeah, I would probably be the same. Um, but it depends I, on like what the number is. I mean, like I've seen where, um, you know, your air conditioning unit wasn't working properly, and they get a C. You or know, somebody had so a drink next to a yeah. I've something. I've heard where like employee had their like purse or satchel or something like that, like yeah. too close to where there's prepared <laughs> food. So yeah, yeah. yeah I always appreciated the state having those letter grades though. When yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I like it. I would probably not go to a 
the city with a, with a low grade. But, uh, you know, that's <laughs> just me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm usually, like, pretty liberal with stuff like that. So. <laughs> uh, I usually, I'm, you know, I'll eat, I'll eat at McDonald's. So that's how bad I am. But, uh, <laughs> McDonald's usually, I never see them on these lists. But, so. they, they're, they're but a lot of times clean. the restaurants <laughs> turn, turn around and, you know, you can return to your favorite establishment. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's uh, that's up on our website if you want to check that out. Uh, once again, louisvillebusinessfirst.com, and it'll be, uh, it's one of our trending stories. It always uh, gets a lot of uh, views, so you should see it there on the left of our homepage. But uh, that's all we've got this week. I'm going to uh, do the outro, but before I do that, I'm going to go around the room and let everyone share their social media handles and also plug a project that they're working on. Uh, Marty, start with you. Uh, I am on uh, LinkedIn, trying to get better with that, as I've been Me saying. Too. Uh, <laughs> doing a little bit better, sharing more stuff and uh, trying to communicate with more people. I'm also on Twitter. That's where I do all my live tweeting if I'm at some marathon hearing over mm. some project. So watch out for those. Um, and then personally, I'm on Facebook. So uh, as far as projects, um, I've, I've teased this one a few times. I'm working on a big investigative piece that's moving closer. We're starting to, we're getting ready to engage our subject with questions. So that means we're coming toward the end of our, our investigation. So mm-hmm. hopefully in the next few months that will be out on our website yeah. and everyone can read it. So I'm very excited about it. I think everyone I've talked to in the newsroom is excited about yeah. it as well. Oh, I'm so definitely I excited. So. I love seeing that one come out. How about you, Jason? You can find me on Twitter at Scoop Thomas. Also on Instagram at the same handle, trying to get better that. I'm trying to figure out the best way to work Instagram into kind of like my media type Me too. personality. Yeah. So. Guys, um, I can do a, you know, just a yeah, little we need a tutor thing on thing. tutorial on stories <laughs> and please? all of that. Okay. Just, yeah. yeah. I'm so excited to uh, uh, read Marty's story, and I'm also hoping to, uh, you know, have an editing role in that, which I have been, and that it's taken many uh, interesting turns that you will definitely want to hear about. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brooke, how about you? So you can find me on Twitter at, at Designer. Um, sometimes I'm there, sometimes I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram at, at btimmons26. Um, I, I love Instagram, so I'm, I'm usually there a lot. Um, and then a uh, project that I'm working on, I've been talking about this one for several weeks. Um, we are in full swing on our Book of List project. Um, very excited about it. We just sent uh, our cover to the press yesterday. So, um, And then the rest of the 216 pages that we're working um, on will be going in the next couple weeks. So uh, very excited about that project. All right. Very cool. And you can find me on Twitter at BFLouDavid and on LinkedIn and on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is dman3001, so look for me there. I don't post too much, but I try and get on there every once in a while and put something up. Um, that's all we have this week. If you haven't already, I'd love for you to check us out on some popular podcast services such as Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or others. Uh, thank you very much, Marty, Jason, and Brooke. And thank you guys for listening to us at home. Until next time, 